Hey, this is Gratuitous. Welcome to Music Production Made Simple, the show that focuses on best practices about music production, which is based on FL Studio. If you're wanting to become the best producer you could be, subscribe and listen weekly. You can also check out my courses, which teach you the principles and basics of music production. They'll get you up and running quickly. In addition, I also have books on Amazon and tons of music on Spotify. Always feel free to hit me up at hi at itsgratuitous.com. So let's get into the episode. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number six. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the different approaches to making a beat. Now, I'm not talking about sampling versus original compositions. I'm talking more about the order of your sequence of events. So, for example, do you create like your instruments first or do you create like your drum loop first or do you do both at the same time? Don't forget, you guys can support this podcast for $5 a month. Just come to itsgratuitous.com forward slash podcast. You guys will see a subscribe button there. And as well as I just want to talk about a few of the courses which we will be talking about within this episode. The first one is, you know, sample your own music. And the whole benefit of sampling your own music is you're not having to worry about copyright, right? So copyright is something that you do want to avoid especially when you're, you know, working with other people's music, you know, when you could really get the same benefit of sampling your own music, get that same sampled sound, but you don't have to worry about copyright. Okay, so that's just one thing that you want to think about. And again, you guys can check out Sample Your Own Music. Again, all these courses are within my membership. It's just $10 a month and you get access to all of the courses. Okay, the next course I want to talk to you about is called Music Theory and Chords for Beatmakers. Now, I actually play the piano, so I actually walk the talk. You know, I'm not just this person who's just read a book and now I'm trying to teach you a course on what I just read. No, like I actually know how to play the piano. I can improvise. And, you know, the whole goal behind uh, learning the piano from a beat maker's perspective is we're trying to learn about how to create catchy loops. That's the whole goal, okay? Because if you're trying to learn the piano like a classical piano player, uh, in my opinion, from a beat maker's perspective, you're learning the piano wrong, okay? Yes, you know, you're going to be wanting to learn about these notes and these chords and music theory to a certain extent, but your whole goal is learning how to create catchy loops because at the end of the day, that's what people are listening to. They're listening to your loop over and over again. And that's what I teach you behind uh, music theory and chords for beat makers. I also have another course. It's called Piano for Beat Makers and Producers. And I walk you through step by step, you know, how a piano works, uh, you know, your scales, chords, how you can use these different notes together. And they're going to get you up and running. You know, it's going to speed you up tremendously so that you, when you sit down to make your beat, you know the chords that you can play, you know the notes that all go together, and then it's just really up to you to create these catchy loops, okay? The next course I want to talk to you about is called Foundational Drum Loop Basics. Now, this is a bit of an older course. I am actually going to be creating a new course here. So uh, right now, it's June 2019. I want to release this course by the end of July 2019. And so over the years, I've always talked about this concept of safe spots. I'm going to be creating an episode specific to safe spots just to really break it down. But the whole idea behind safe spots is, first of all, within your drum loops, uh, you have areas within your drum loop where you can place sounds for them to sound good no matter what. OK, that's why I call them safe spots. But in addition to your drum loops, it's really important to know about your organic tools available to you. The reason why I call them organic is because they're free inside of any music program. Again, these are things like layering, velocity. Uh, note nudging and you might think like oh you know whatever but the thing is when you're first starting up you may not be aware of them and as you progress you may not know how to use them to your advantage at like a professional level because these are the types of tools these organic tools which will really help make your drum loop stand out and again they're totally free within your music program okay so let's get into the episode so i just first want to say that you know i don't have tons to say on this topic however i felt that this 
point deserve like its own episode. So again, let me repeat that question for you guys. So do you first start creating your instruments or do you create your drum loop first or do you do both at the same time? Okay, so if you're experiencing beat block, now, for those of you who don't know, beat block is just like writer's block, but for producers. OK, so, you know, you might hear it being told as like beat block or producer's block. And when you think this way, it could be a great approach to try something new and kind of, you know, spark some creativity and get out of that beat block. OK, you know, if you're always creating your beats a certain way, at least now maybe you can try it a different way and, you know, maybe break free from producer's block. Because my goal through my courses and, you know, hopefully these podcasts is to teach you different tools that you can apply within your producer toolbox okay you know just like in trades you know if someone has like their tool bag they have all these different tools you as a producer you do have a toolbox as well um, but many times like yes it is like these vsts and like the types of tools that are available in your daw but many times it's also mentally you know like the skills that you've acquired the tricks that you know to do you know for example like do you know how to do like that re- reverse reverb uh, effect or whatever you know stuff like that it's just when you acquire this knowledge these tricks, you know, are essentially like the tools that you have available. And then it's just a matter of mixing and matching these different tools and using the right tool at the right time to really help you break free from producer's block. So first of all, it's nice to have an idea of the track that you're wanting to create. And I'm talking more like the genre. So are you creating like a dance track, a hip hop track or like an R&B track? Now, when it comes to creating your drum loop, this is really important, especially around like your kick drum. For example, if we're going to be creating like a dance track, typically on a dance track, your kick drum plays on every beat. One, two, three, four, right? That keeps that melody, that groove, that rhythm going within a dance track. But if we're talking about like a hip hop track, for example, you know, it's pretty rare in a hip hop track to have your kick drum playing on every single beat. Sometimes you might have it on like the one and the three. Many times in hip hop, you even just play it on like the one. So that's just one thing you want to think about is the type of genre that you're wanting to create. Okay. The next point is your tempo and rhythm. So you want to get an idea of your tempo slash rhythm for this track. So is it going to be a faster or slower song? And the reason why you want to think this way is because your tempo adds to that emotion of the overall sound of your song. Okay. The next thing is uh, how to combine the actual two together. Okay. So let's say you have started with your drum loop first. Okay. So you built your drum loop. Now you have your instruments. Now, many times new producers, they really don't know how to just kind of combine these together. So the simplest advice I can give you at this point is just to try stuff. Okay. Now, it might it might be like, oh, you know, that's not great advice. But, you know, the thing with music production is it really is just trial and error, trial and error until you get something to work. Okay, so just to give you some ideas. So if I were to build my drum loop first, so, you know, I might actually build like a whole drum loop. Okay, so I have like my kick drum, my claps, percussion, hi-hats. And then even if I'm adding like cymbals in and stuff like that, I might create like a whole drum loop. And then sometimes I might actually create my instrument separate, you know, without the drum loop. So, you know, I have my drum loop created, but then I go to a new pattern and I start with my instruments and they're two totally separate processes. And then what I do is sometimes I can just add those all together and see how it sounds. That's one approach. Or you can also take the approach of, you know, my drum loop is created. Then you can kind of start creating uh, your melodies over top of that drum loop. I've done it both ways over the years and they've both given me good results. Okay, I'm just going to walk you through how I would approach making a beat. Now for myself, I really don't have a set way to make a beat. And that's the reason why I wanted to make this episode, because sometimes I start with my drum loop. Sometimes I start with my instruments. Sometimes I kind of do them both together. It totally just depends on how I feel that day, on how the sounds are kind of going together. 
and just like just the flow of that day, really. So many times, though, I will start with like a kick drum and a clap. I'll put my clap on the two and the four. Uh, I'll adjust like my tempo and, you know, because I generally have an idea. It's like, hey, I'm kind of wanting this style of track. And for myself, because I create beat tapes, I typically like to have a variety on that beat tape. So, for example, I might want to have like four kind of dance tracks, four kind of hip hopish tracks and like four kind of like, you know, just like emotional kind of tracks or, you know, I just kind of have an idea like that. And when I'm building these beats, you know, I'll kind of look to my catalog that I have at the moment and I'll be like, okay, well, I already have, you know, so at the moment, let's say I have like three dance tracks and I have like, let's say four hip hop tracks. It's like, okay, well, do you know what? I need one more dance track. So when I load up a music program, which is FL Studio, now I have a general idea. It's like, okay, well, now I'm going to be creating a dance track. So I'm going to put that kick drum on every single beat. I'm going to put the clap on the two and the four. And now maybe I'm going to get into some instruments, okay? So I might kind of like play some kind of chords. I might get into like the bass line, kind of get the kick drum and the bass line to groove. And then, you know, I, I kind of see where I'm at from there. Maybe it's like, okay, well now maybe I want to add some hi-hats in and my instruments, typically I'll build all in one pattern. And then my drum loop, I'll build in like a separate pattern. So really I have like two patterns as I'm building the beat. And once I feel that my track is like coming to that point where now I want to arrange it, I will then break apart my drum loop and my instruments. Okay, so for my instruments, I actually create a pattern for each instrument. That way I can totally arrange the, the song and have full control. And then when it comes to my drum loop, I think about what sounds are together. So typically when it comes to my kick drums, it's like, okay, well, that's one pattern. And if I have my claps, let's say I have four claps, you know, and I'm doing lots of layering and stuff like that, those four claps, that's one pattern, okay? And then again, if you've watched my courses, I show you guys always how to color code and label properly to make it really, really simple because as your project starts to grow, it makes it really easy to know where everything is, okay? So again, I color on the step sequencer, on the playlist and mixer. And if you color first in the step sequencer, the color and the label follow you to the mixer. That's why it's really important to organize yourself first in FL Studio before you bring it into the mixer. And it just makes it super, super easy come arrangement time and stuff like that, okay? So again, that's pretty much it for this episode. I just wanted to talk about when you go to make your beat, how do you approach it? Do you start with your drum loop first? Do you start with your instruments first? Or do you kind of do it together? Again, even when it comes to sampling, I would say that sampling is your instrument, okay? So do you start with your actual sample first? Or do you start with your drum loop first? Uh, and, you know, it's just something to think about. As soon as you get stuck making your beats, these are just different ways, again, these different tools that you have in your toolbox that you can try to essentially force your track to work, okay? And again, all the links I've talked about in this episode uh, are gonna be on this actual episodes page on my website. Again, this is episode number six. So again, I talked about my book, that's Safe Spots. That's a really, really cool book for you guys just to learn about your drum loops and the different organic tools you have available to you. I talked to you about three different courses, actually four different courses. I talked to you about Sample Your Own Music, you know, that's going to help you avoid copyright while at the same time getting that same sampled sound. That way you can sell your music and not have to worry about someone else's copyright. You know, music theory and chords for beat makers, as well as piano for beat makers and producers. That is two separate courses. One teaches you more about the music theory. The other one actually teaches you how to improvise on the piano as a beat maker. You know, super, super cool course. That has probably been my best seller. Uh, and I talked to you about foundational drum loop basics. And, you know, that's really where Safe Spots has stemmed from. That's where I created that book. And then I will be creating a new course. Again, the course will be called Safe Spots. And it's just going to be an extension off of that book, just kind of clarifying a step by step video course. And I'm hoping to release that by the end of July 2019. Okay, so thanks for tuning in. And I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. 
Thanks for checking out the episode. If you had any questions, visit itsgratuitous.com slash podcast, select an episode and submit your question at the bottom of the page to the contact form. If you'd like to take my FL Studio courses, see my current studio and podcasting gear, read my books or are interested in lessons, visit the link itsgratuitous.com slash learning. That page will redirect you to more info and resources. I hope the best with your productions. I'm Gratuitous and I'll see you in the next episode.